Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Arsenal Way. Now we are back with another Behind the Enemy Lines episode and of course where we look at the opposition Arsenal are playing against and it would not be right if we didn't have a member of the opposition team in our episode today and for us we have Lee Ryder, the Chronicle Chiefs, Newcastle writer. Lee, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm really good. Yeah, how are you feeling for the game on Saturday? Uh, probably, you know, a bit apprehensive because... Going down to Arsenal, as you know, we've got a really bad record down there. One win since 2010. Just one win at uh, the Emirates Stadium. And uh, to be honest, even going to Highbury wasn't too kind to Newcastle um, more often than not. Yeah, we did win a couple of times down there, but uh, it was always uh, always a very tough place to go. But, you know, Arsenal, for me, are one of the, you know, should or rightly one of the top six teams in, in this country and have got a massive uh, following and it's always going to be tough down there because they're so competitive. Yeah, of course, of course. It will be a tough game for Arsenal. I don't think we should look at the league table and think it will be an easy game because I just want to speak before we get, actually get into things. I just want to speak about your position at the moment. I think it's kind of an unfair reflection because Newcastle, you have scored more goals than Arsenal this season. So why is it that you find yourself in this position? Is it just the defence is just really poor? Yeah, I mean, we we finished last season quite strongly, but it, it sort of papered over the cracks a little bit. And we we only signed one player, obviously a player you know, Joe Willock, over the summer. Uh, we didn't really bring in any you know new defenders, and there was probably a couple of other little areas that that we probably should have sorted out a bit. But um, yeah, so that papered over the cracks. Then, of course, when this season starts. Um, those cracks begin to emerge defensively I'm talking about um, and just the inability to hold on to a lead you know games like Southampton even Brentford the other day we, we go one nil up and then we're level within a minute um, so all these little factors have, have sort of added up and here we are rock bottom of the table going into December so uh, very very difficult time uh, to be a Newcastle fan Exciting as well, but you know, when you look at the table, you can't escape where they are. Yeah, of course. And you said exciting as well. And I, I want to touch on that part just briefly because I think every Arsenal fan wants to know what it felt like and what your ex expectations are, especially in the January transfer window. Because as an Arsenal fan, we felt kind of threatened when it was initially announced because we're already on our rise to try and break into the top four. But now it seems like in a few years' time, we're going to have another competitor. So, what is the feeling in Newcastle? How quick can this happen? What is the January transfer window going to look like for you guys? What is, yeah, what's going to happen? Um, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, it's excitement. You know, um, you know, we can't ignore some of the more the more serious things that that have come into play for us, which we all we all need to educate ourselves on and you know and, and find out more. So that there's that side of it um, being owned by you know Saudi owners. Um, but then there's the football side of it where this is a squad that really 
it's had you know one or two big big signings like Joe Linton, forty million, um, but that may be nothing on the scale of what is to come. So I think we need to probably get to January and see where we are um, in the in the league table, and then then we'll probably see a couple of I would say signings that might get the the fans excited. But the bigger project, as you say, could be you know going forward into like summer windows work for that window's already started anyway um but really newcastle hasn't had a lot of investment in the last five six years um and really it's there's a lot you know if you look down the squad list there's a lot of uh, players in there that were bought to help newcastle get promoted five or six years ago so that's where we are uh, we're carrying a lot of players who've been here a long time some of them are still very good players but in terms of that fresh investment, we need um, we probably need a couple of big, couple of big signings just to, to get this thing started. Yeah, of course, you did mention big signings, and recently, uh, in the, there's been rumours. Actually, I don't know if you were taken, but maybe this is my pitch to you. But you've actually been linked with Nicholas Pepe, and of course, his contract. We Arsenal need to make a decision on him because his contract is running down fast now. Would Nicholas Pepe be a player you would like to have at Newcastle alongside Alan St. Maximan, let's say? Well, you know, he's got quality. Um, all players have ups and downs in, in the Premier League and, you know, he was no different. But that would be, you know, a sign and that would, would get people excited. And as you say, the contract situation adds another little bit of uh, intrigue to it. Um, we already got Joe Willock from Arsenal and he was a very good player for the last season. Not having a great season so far, but... Tomorrow, you never know. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see where we go from there. But look, I mean, I've I've covered Newcastle for... I mean, I've watched Newcastle all my life. I've covered them for about 16, 17 years now. And I've never seen us linked with... We, we normally do get linked with a lot of players. But this is ridiculous. This is like... <laughs> this is like three, four, five players a day. And, you know, it. some of it will be right. As you know, agents like to speak to journalists and names get dropped in there. So we'll we'll have to see how many players we do end up signing. We we cannot sign the, the amount of players we've been linked with, but uh, certainly I would I would say two two or three in January would be good. And um obviously they'll have to move some players out of the squad because full squad. So um it's gonna be an interesting time and I'm I'm sure I'll be uh, quite busy after Christmas. Yeah, we shall see what happened there. And uh, I do want to touch on Joe Willock, but before I do that, I also want to get your thoughts on Eddie Howe. Now, of course, Arsenal fans are worried now because it has been announced that he will more likely be in a dugout for the game tomorrow. And, of course, there's always a manager bounce. Now, we just want, as Arsenal fans, we just want to know how would you expect Eddie Howe to set up and how much of an impact will him being in a dugout be for you guys tomorrow? Yeah, in terms of how he's going to set up, we played a 3-4-3 against Brentford and... It worked well going one way, but um, defensively, you know, a few little things to work on. Uh, I expect them to to go pretty much on the front foot again. So this this could be a very exciting match, certainly for the neutral. I don't know about the Arsenal and Newcastle fans, but uh, yeah, it could be an interesting one. I mean, look, I, I was at the Emirates a few, good few years ago and Arsenal won 7-3 that oh, day. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that yeah, one. Yeah, the Walcott hat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, who knows? We might see a similar 
So I don't know about seven three, but we'll, we could be seeing a lot of goals <laughs> in this one because it's it's going to be a case of Newcastle on the front foot. We've got players like you mentioned, say Maximan. Um, we've got Callum Wilson and Joe Linton's just got his first goal of the season as well. So we've got three good attacking players, and if we can tighten things up defensively, who knows? But yeah, as I say, it's always tough going down there. Um, second question about Eddie Howe um, coming in the dugout. Yeah, I mean, we were all braced for him to be in the dugout at St. James's uh, last Saturday and it mm. didn't happen because um, of the COVID. And now uh, he's going to be definitely there. I think it always makes a big difference when you've got um, the manager in the technical area. Whether he decides to square up to Arteta uh, like Klopp did, I, I, I don't think that's his style. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting meeting of minds in terms of tactics. Yeah, definitely. I think Arteta learned his lesson to be careful when to scrap the manager sometimes because he can just swing a game and he can go either way. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, yeah, so I just want to know with Eddie Howe and Steve Bruce, I feel like they're completely different in styles and football styles. Now, you're also linked to, to Unite Emery, which a former Arsenal player, of course, uh, manager, sorry, of course, that would have been interesting. But just what's the feeling of Eddie Howe and how he can implement the football and how quickly can he do it at Newcastle? Will it be on show tomorrow or is it too soon to say that? Um, well, we we did see a, a marked improvement um, in the Brentford game, so I think we'll be pretty much playing the way he wants to. Of some some quotes um, we put out this morning, uh, Eddie House said he can't go back to the way Steve Bruce had the team playing, and before that, Rafa Benitez, where it was very defensive and trying to hit teams on the break. I, I think. They'll, they'll probably go for the jugular a little bit against Arsenal, try and get an early lead and then try and work from there. And, you know, when you, it's it's better to try, it's, it's better to start defending if you're 1-0 or 2-0 up rather than trying to just hold on for that point. Or it's, it's so hard to watch as a fan. Um, and the supporters, hopefully that is behind them now. But uh, I would like to see them give it a go. If you could, it's going to be hard at Arsenal. I think we're like 6-1 to one to get the win. It, you know, if you're going to go down, you want to see your team go down fighting. And um, hopefully, when I, when I say go down, I mean on the day. I'm, I don't, I'm not looking for <laughs> my um, Yeah, on the day, you want to see them put up that fight. And, you know, if they do, you know, get floored at Arsenal, then, uh, you know, it, it would it would um, be preferable to see them do it, having had a bit of a go at the opposition. Yeah, I think you've got the attacking quality to have a fight. I think you have all the attacking needs to have a go at Arsenal and do... Uh, and do attack us really it just depends how how that goes with Arsenal's defence but there is a next Arsenal player I think we've mentioned a lot in the show already but I do want to get really deep into him is Joe Willock now he left Arsenal for 25 million in the summer of course it feels like it's almost we let our son go because he came from the Howe End Academy we saw he'd done very well for you guys last season I believe it was seven and seven so getting 25 million I think it was a good deal for both sides but he just hasn't really excelled this season and why do you think that is Lee like why, why hasn't he been able to show the form he did in the previous year yeah, I think you you go, could go back to like pre-season and Newcastle initially didn't put the money up. Um, he let tried to like play the political game a little bit, and I think he, his head was sort of turned a little bit. I think he was linked with Monaco as well, and he didn't really get a full pre-season under his belt. So by the time we got him, he, he'd only played like a couple of games as sub. For Arsenal in pre-season so after that 
it was always playing catch up with fitness and to get seven and seven again was never was never going to happen unfortunately because even Alan Shearer would struggle to get seven <laughs> and seven. You know, Thierry Henry, you, you know Alan Smith, you could you could bring them all on, but they'd struggle <laughs> to get seven and seven. And that that was that was probably what put his price tag so high. And um, yeah, for me, still worth worth the money because he will come good again. He's a young player. He's got a great attitude, and you know he's a lovely lad. Uh, we've met him, and he's a good guy. So the fans like him, and I, and I think eventually he will. He will get um he will get back on the score sheet. It's it's almost set up for him to go down to Arsenal and score tomorrow, really. You know, um but but I'm pretty sure he'll be respectful with his celebrations because of how you say he's, he's linked with the club and all that sort of stuff. So uh yeah, I mean if we if we we'd probably take a score draw, will it goal and uh the point shared if um if we got offered it now, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. Arsenal wouldn't want to take the score draw with Rillick scoring, but I wouldn't be surprised a four player coming down to Arsenal scoring. It's just we're so accustomed to it now, we're just used to it. So, but do you think Willick will really excel under Andy Howe? And do you think so? Let's say in a few years you have your perfect squad with a takeover. Well, can Willick still be a part of that team, or is he just part of the real rebuilding process before you move him on? Uh, for me personally, I would I would like to see him stay at the club regardless of, of who comes in because he's young you know he's been at Arsenal um, you know he could be a future you know international player as well that that, that option for him still so I would like to see him uh, kick on at Newcastle uh, you know goals if you get anywhere near double figures from midfield you've done well anyway um, but really this season the, the, the mess Newcastle found themselves in you know, if he emerges with four or five and we stay up, then we'll, we'll be very happy. Uh, but I do think he will be part of um, things going forward and hopefully Newcastle can start bringing in players around him um, that can complement him, you know. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, I feel like he's an excellent player. He has the potential there to certainly be an important Newcastle player going forward. But I just want to st- uh, stop talking about Ar- Newcastle players scoring against Arsenal. I want to talk about Arsenal players potentially scoring against Arsenal. Now, Aubameyang has scored six goals in the last five games against Newcastle. He scored in the last five games. Now, do you think Eddie Howe will look at this and set up to stop Aubameyang? Or do you think he'll go with what he believes in and try to force the Newcastle way of playing rather than focusing on Arsenal's attack? Yeah, I mean the the problem with, with Arsenal is if you, you you stop one one of the guys scores inevitably someone else is going to pop up with a goal. There's so many goal scorers across the team. When you look at Arsenal in possession, they've, they've almost got that front four now, haven't they? Where it's very mm. very very intimidating. When you look at it on paper, I was doing my notes uh, earlier in the week, and uh, you know players like Saka as well. They're going to be they're going to be right in there, and. Uh, yeah, it's a dangerous game for Newcastle. I, I think Aubameyang, many years ago, when Newcastle tried to sign him, um, you know, the old chief scout, Graham Carr, spent many, many hours, many flights going back and forward, you know, preparing reports and said, Newcastle, go on, sign him. And they didn't quite get it over the line. Sadly, they didn't want to pay the money and uh, we've been punished for that one since. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look at one player and single them out because I, I know Arsenal full of danger men, and uh, it it could be a, if if we don't defend properly, it could be a long afternoon for us. Yeah, I hope that is the case, but we shall we shall see. Sure. Now, I just want to wrap, 
<laughs> I just want to wrap up the question, uh, the show, sorry, with a couple of questions. Firstly, is what what would make you happy for Newcastle to achieve this season? What would you want Newcastle to achieve this season? What would put a smile on your face that they've done this or they've done that? Um, yeah, for me, look, we're, we're at the bottom of the table, so survival has got to be the aim. But but then being the optimist, um, I'm looking at the FA Cup draw, hopefully getting a good cup draw as well. I'd love to see Eddie Howe take one a bit of a run. I mean, Steve Bruce, for all his critics, he did get with the two quarterfinals. And before COVID, it was starting to look quite exciting. We got the quarterfinals. Then we got Man City. The game ended up being played in July or something crazy like that in front of no fans. And um, it wasn't the spectacle that it, that it could have been. So we do like a cup run up here as well. But at the minute, you know, if you're asking me, then it has to be Premier League survival. We've been in the championship a couple of times um, in the previous owner. It's not very nice and it's hard to get out of. But hopefully uh, we can steer clear of that this season. But we need to we need to start picking up points very quickly. Yeah, maybe maybe you can do that at Arsenal. But just before we wrap up the show, I just want to get your score opinion for tomorrow. Are you going to get the, your first winner of the season or are you going to be humble and, and say you're going to lose? What's, <laughs> what's your score prediction? Well, to, to, I do like a sort of prediction column in, in the paper and mm. I, I have already predicted Newcastle will lose this game. So if I'm sticking to what I've already said, you know, I would say it's going to be a defeat. But... You know, being a little, a little bit of, as you know, on the build-up to a match, you start getting a bit more confident, don't you? So, uh, look, I'd, I would love to see Newcastle get a draw there tomorrow. Um, I, th- I think we'll lose, but if they can surprise me, prove me wrong, shut me up, and get a point, then I'd be, I'd be travelling back to the northeast there, uh, very happy. Yeah, we shall see. I think I'm going to go for a three-one after. I think you'll definitely score because your attack is. Is too good at the end of the day, but I think Arsenal will just have enough, more than enough for Newcastle to stop, unfortunately. So I'll go over 3-1 Arsenal, but we shall see as the game is at tomorrow at 12.30. Make sure you watch that. Let's see who wins that. But Lee, thank you for joining the show, mate. You've been a great, been a great guest for us. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you follow Lee on Twitter at Lee underscore Ryder and you follow me, Bailey Keo underscore. Make sure you like and subscribe to the Arsenal way. And also, most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,